Hello, hello, and it's the time for the new episode of my podcast. And this one is a special one. After the life event I went through last week. And um, so I'm going to talk briefly about it. And I'm going to talk about how I'm recovering um, physically, but most importantly, mentally. So um, on Friday, um, gone, not this one, even a week before, um, I started to having very, very, very sharp and um, pain uh, in my lower uh, abdominal. And um, this was the pain I've never experienced before. And it didn't go away after the painkillers or anything like that. So I knew that something was wrong, that something is not right. And I think first kind of lesson is intuition and your body. I mean, you should know your body the best, right? Don't tell anyone else um, that they know your body, um, and even in medical professionals, because you know your body. So you can tell them that this is something that you have not experienced before. And I have been telling this to medical staff in UK on and on and on. This is not something I felt before. This is not how I deal with pain. I have a very, very high pain threshold. I rarely take any painkillers for anything, to be honest. I don't like it. I don't think I need it. And then you become very... Um, first of all, is they are toxic. And the other thing is just, you know, it just lowers your, your pain threshold anyway, because you get used to them and whatever. So that's not for me. But this case was just different. And I knew and I asked my husband in the middle of the night to call the ambulance. Um, unfortunately, they said, well, you have to come in because obviously you're not spitting blood and you're not going to die in a minute. Um, then you have to go. And after eight hours wait or whatever, um, uh, we were seen by the doctor. I leave it out, all the details, because I don't want to um, tell all about it, um, because it may get legal, um, because, yeah, I don't think I was treated the way I should have. Uh, needless to say, I was given some medications and yes, the pain was a little bit less because obviously they pumped a lot of different drugs in me uh, through the veins. And then uh, we missed first flight because we were due on going on holidays to Poland and we decided to rebook the flights next day, early in the morning. So somehow, I honestly don't remember, I packed and um, and got on the plane and we flew to Poland. The pain didn't go away. Uh, I had no appetite whatsoever. I was aching all over. And I was thinking, you know, somebody has to see it, right? So I was uh, went to the uh, A&E here in Poland. And this is where I stayed for the rest of my week I arrived on Tuesday and I came out from hospital on Saturday because I had to have an operation. So it was a late diagnosis of appendicitis and you know with the appendicitis it's important to remove it as quickly as possible because it spreads infection and it turns into petronite um, which is life-threatening condition and this is what I had. So 
um yeah uh, the problem is i couldn't have it a lot um removed like with a free hose through laparoscopy so i have a big stitch through my belly and yeah wonderful right so um but i guess i have to be glad that i'm alive because they had to clean it properly um because the thread was real so they had to open uh my um abdominal cavity and um clear all of this out and at the moment i'm on antibiotics and uh, with a big stitch and all of that has to be removed and it has to heal so the first of it is a physical heal um but also the mental heal as well going with it because obviously when you go on holidays you have plans right you go on holidays you have plans you want to go and visit things you want to sort out things but I can't you know I have to look after myself I can't be um, um, you know not here to to run or anything because I can't I physically cannot do that um and I have to routine which I have to follow I take some uh injections as well so this is not how I was planning the holidays. And um, and I'm very sad and disappointed, I guess, um, first of all, with, uh, with the health service in UK, uh, because I never have an issue. I was always happy. Um, I went to any once or twice, I think, never had problems. Something has changed. Honestly, something has changed. And if you want to know what... Um, you can watch the film on YouTube, which is the Dirty War on NHS. I think it has, it was released some a few years ago, but it's just basically, um, yeah. If you are unlucky, you can be unlucky. But one thing <clears throat> I would say that um, I knew my body. I was repeating this. This is not uh, this is not something I I've experienced before. They didn't want to listen. Uh, they performed very simple tests, yes, uh, but they gave me medications for not real diagnosis, right? And this is bad, right? If they cut cost, um, then it just, you know, to do that, it really is bad for all of us. Um, so I think we all have to be a little bit more smarter in a way we understand ourselves and our bodies, through my intuition, uh, and I knew that something was right, I wanted to go here to, um, in, back in Poland to A&E, because I knew that something wasn't right, and um, and I had to do it. And I don't know what would happen if I stayed in the UK, because I, I called the ambulance the second time, and they did came to my house after four hours of wait, because I said, I'm not going to be waiting in the a and E waiting room for another on the on the this is this probably one of the most traumatic events on there in a bright light on the on a chair. Um so um they came and they perform very simple things and they don't even touch my tummy, nothing. And because they said, Well, this is the diagnosis. No, you as a medic, you always have to challenge. You always have to check, right? So, um, yeah, very, very disappointed. Um, and I think the more I think about it, <laughs> I'm disappointed. But I don't want to turn it into like a bitter 
anger thing because it doesn't serve me, right? Um, it doesn't serve me, but um, I'm definitely here, a person who suffers here and, um, and so-called probably a victim of cutting costs somewhere and, and, and statistical numbers because when it comes to uh, appendicitis, it usually appears in your 20s and your 30s, in your 40s is uh, rare, but obviously there are cases, and for women especially, it's more difficult because you can have all sorts of problems, including your, you know, human, um, women, hormonal health and reproductive system. So all of that can be taken first into consideration. Here in in Poland, I was immediately seen by a surgeon, so he knew. Like after, um, I think for appendicitis, you can do. Um, it's not gonna show out in your blood or in your urine as such. It really is a simple touch test and then it is confirmed with the scan. So in Poland I had a surgeon looking at it. He performed a special test and he said that's what it is. And then it was confirmed on the MRI scan um, and that's how it should be really. So um, yeah. I'm very lucky that um, that's what happened here in Poland. I don't know what would happen if I stayed in the UK. Maybe I would insist for having scan. But again, every minute was important. So before they asked me to actually go to GP, right? That's what they asked me. And, um, and I don't know. I don't know whether I would be here talking to you, <laughs> to be honest. I don't know. It's a life-threatening condition if it is left untreated. And the longer it goes, the better, the worse it gets. So it's very hard to admit that. Um, but I have to be, I guess, grateful um, for um, later care here in Poland. But it really lives... Um, what happens is it's just it's a traumatic event, of course, and I have to go back to UK and I don't trust this anymore. I don't trust the medical services anymore. And this is the worst bit, right? Because um, I never had a problem with trust. Um, and I don't know, I just leave it there. And, um, and I'm, you know, on top of all of that, I know, you know, I'm type one diabetics, I'm already at risk. They didn't really care about that either. So, um, very, um, very difficult, uh, to accept this. And, um, when you know that always the medical staff has the duty to, uh, duty of care. Um, and I, I don't know. So um, this is what happened, and um, but it's it's it, I want this to be thoroughly checked, examined, uh, and see uh, because I want other people to avoid that, right? Uh, and it's it's really very important um, uh, for me as well to do that. So how I am dealing with recovery? So physical recovery is. Very simple. It's a very easy life. Uh, not much physical activity, which doesn't help my blood sugar levels. So blood sugar levels have to be managed, and that's predominantly by diet. So I was on my road to getting my body transformed, burning fat, tone, toning up. I was running the the Thursday before that Friday. I was running five point six kilometers in London. 
And I managed to do that. So it's amazing that, you know, your body... So definitely my recovery is, is quicker because I was exercising. Um, I'm, I know that I'm getting stronger really every day. Um, so I don't... I'm not worried about the physical thing. So uh, I put a lot of emphasis on healthy protein, um, making sure that my skin uh, is repaired. Um, and also healthy diet overall... Um, so I don't overeat. Um, I keep myself in the calorie deficit, but I put a lot of emphasis on protein, no fats, no alcohols, no sugars, nothing like that, because that doesn't help. And I don't want to put on weight because I can't exercise. I can't lose it. I'm not that active. So, uh, I lost some weight obviously in the hospital, but, um, that's not to say that I'm not going to get it back. So, yeah, it's a lot of to think about physically. Mentally, um, first few nights, um, I had a very massive anxiety that something's going to happen and I'll have to go back to the theater. And so a lot of meditation, a lot of like positive affirmations um, in terms of, um, yeah, uh, like everything is fine. I'm feeling fine. It's just, uh, you know, so... I know my body, right? I know my body, I know myself. And uh, with the positive affirmations, meditations, and with prayers, obviously, uh, I'm ever grateful to God that um, he granted me a little bit more time on this earth. And um, and I think, uh, yeah, so it's a kind of a divine intervention. But mental health is very, very important for me. Uh, not only because of the physical state as well, but also of the grief of what I have lost. So grief, as you know, can have a lot of different things. We can grieving, we can grieve the person who we have lost, but quite often we also grieve things that we lost ourselves. And for me, it's the time with my family on holidays. It's the time for me to be active, for example. It's the time I could sort out things. Uh, related to my inheritance here in Poland and I can't do any of it. So I'm grieving the fact that um, I won't be able to do them now but um, I just need to have that time for recovery and I'm sure I will be able to do it um, later on. Um, So yeah, very difficult from that perspective. Now, um, one of the things I wanted to also say that uh, quite often, well, I know a lot of people had appendicitis and for everyone that experience is different. Don't, uh, what I've decided to do, first of all, not to be a victim of this. Um, Yes, it happened, but I can get stronger and uh, I know how to do it. But also not to be too egoistic in a way saying asking for help and listening to other people which is very difficult for me in terms of don't do this don't go there don't do that and um and I hear it and hear it here that I can't go there or have to be careful with that and I know that they mean well so it's it's a it's a bit of putting the ego aside and um and really uh, listening to my intuition and using this time productively. Obviously, now I can sit, I can, um, 
you know, do things. I can read definitely, but I've decided to uh, use most of this time for writing my book, which is, which is great. So we'll see how we get on with that. Um, now I so. In terms of the, your own pain, because you may go through through this as well or f- with somebody you know, you love, and it's close to you, um, it's very easy to feel sorry for you. And also it's very easy to have expectations that others should be just very concerned about you. And I got a lot of good wishes and all of that. Uh, more from some people, less from other people. But I think we just have to manage expectations about um, what we want to from other people. Obviously, the closest people to you, just tell them they are not mind readers, right? Uh, other people, they will basically contact you, visit you, whatever, when they have time. And I think this is important because um, you can feel disappointed that uh, people are not interested in that in you and this people have their own things and also it's not always about you all the time maybe they're going through themselves as well i think the higher level of when we compassion in the situation like that is yes looking after yourself but also understanding that and be compassionate towards other people because they may be going through something as well i think it's the high, being in pain yourself and then being able to see other people that they may be going through something as well is, um, I think, is the kind of the higher level of engagement, right? <laughs> so it, it's very difficult because it's very, very easy to feel sorry for yourself and then have a lot, a lot of these thoughts about uh, why people don't care and whatever, but people do care in their own way, right? And 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 people who are closest to you, so your partners, husbands, wives, children, just tell them they're not mind readers. They they can they see that you are getting okay. They're not in pain and all of that. So that's what they worry about. Um, but you tell them what what do you want, right? And sometimes we don't know what you want because we would like to do all of these things, but we can. So, uh, and that's what they will tell you and you don't want to listen to that. So it's definitely an interesting and humbling experience uh, for me anyway. I'm a very independent person. I will do what I want to do. So being reliant on other people, especially in the first uh, days after operations when I couldn't really go into the shower by my own, couldn't dress by my own and still cannot necessarily put my shoes on and it's a humbling experience and it's interesting because I went through this with my dad last year and I said like oh this year we will I will we will have a better holidays right because last year my dad was in and out of hospital I was looking after him I had no holidays as such although um, they were better to the sense that I was physically well um, so I could go to the lake and swim. This is what I was planning to do it here. Um, but no, this holidays, uh, again, hospitals and recovery, this time for myself. And I found it an interesting experience, needless to say. I think um, this can happen on any in any stage of my life. The younger we are, the, I think the better we get it. 
Although, you know, if somebody has an operation when you're younger, you are physically active, it could be, again, um, difficult. Um, but when you are older, your body needs more time to recover anyway. Um, and of course, you have a lot of plans and you take things for granted. And it's just not necessarily like that. I know that it's not in, in the end the end of the world, sorry, I feel definitely very, very grateful. I'm managing my expectations about what I can do and I'm managing expectations about other people and what I would expect from them, not feeling, you know, um, as a victim of, oh, I'm sitting here and you're doing some other things, right? Because at the moment my family went for a trip to um, like a sightseeing or something here, and I can't blame them. Like, I want them to have a good time as well. Um, but I feel sad, which is a very natural feeling because I would like to do it as well, right? So whenever you are in that kind of situation, I think uh, what helped me a lot is meditation. And I journal. Uh, I journal when I feel like I want to. And I don't press pressure myself to write something if I don't want to. So it has to come out of your heart and it's better to come out on the paper rather than having this in your head and, and trying to create all sorts of different scenarios. So I want you to own your pain and own your compassion and, and own your expectations, I think, from all of this experience. And uh, quite often is also the thing like uh, diminishing your own pain because other people have it worse. You are not other people. You are who you are, a, a human being with plans and everything else. So obviously you're going to be in pain and sad and grieving the loss of, I guess, time to do things, especially on holidays, right? So that's completely natural, right? But then when you grieve, I guess it's a, it's a bit of like, um, okay, I've done that now. <laughs> what else I can do now just to, to improve my mental health, especially around all of this? Uh, because it's so important. Physical, your body will heal. Uh, look after yourself well. But then uh, mentally, this is, the, this is uh, I think, one of the things that you need to put a lot of effort in not to run into various scenarios of things and um, not to run into, you know, uh, blame and and also kind of the bitterness, like other people have it and I can't have it, right? Think about is you can't have it right now, but something better is coming, right? So uh, that's how I look at it. Something better is coming and it's okay to slow down. It's okay to recover. It's okay to, um, you know, to look after yourself more than usually because um, it will pay off in the future. And also the other thing is about the bad luck and good luck and some people are this and that and the other. I don't necessarily believe that in that anymore. I all believe in a kind of timely divine intervention and trust basically that what needs to happen will happen and it doesn't really 
depend on any kind of particular circumstances. Because I, I would ask myself, why it happened to me? I eat healthy, I exercise, I don't stress because I manage stress. You know, I'm on the, on the road to, why did it happen to me? I mean, it happened because it happened. And also about the um, bad um, or delayed diagnosis, why it happened to me. It happened because it had to happen. And uh, it wasn't a, a matter of a bad luck because I got a bad doctor or something. I, I think it, it's just a matter of that's the way it had to be. And it's immense um, trust I put in that kind of divine intervention. And um, uh, I do pray to God. I truly believe that what we miss in our lives is that kind of spiritual um, spiritual fulfillment, but also spiritual notion that we don't have to control every single bit of our life. And, um, and what is left for us is really that trust. It's not easy because we are all very controlling people. Um, but that's what gives me a kind of uh, better outlook on things. That like I don't have to control everything. Yes, I have to sort out certain things. I have to investigate what I can do and take it further with this and all of that. But in the end of the day, um, I'm not going to stress about it. Yeah, I'm not going to stress about it. And I'm not looking for a revenge either. What I feel is is a massive sadness and disappointment, really. Um, but I also um, think and feel that I have the right to seek justice so that people after me have it better, right? It's not about me anymore as such, but it's about other people and maybe the procedure has to be changed in order to um, help other people in a similar situation like myself. This is what I'm thinking about. I don't want to leave it just just uh, for me. I want to leave it, I want to um, do it in such a way that there are some lessons learned when the time is right, right? It's not, again, at all cost. Okay, so I leave this with you. I'm going back to my recovery and writing book. Um, and I think, you know, sometimes those things do happen in life. And uh, I always see them as something um, I need to learn um, about myself, first of all, really. And um, and I, I leave it at that. Uh, I feel that um, I'm on a very good uh, road to recovery. I just have to take things slowly and all will be fine. All right, take care. Thank you very much for listening. And just small request, subscribe to this podcast. I don't, know, I don't put any advertising on this and sometimes maybe do a single post that there is a new podcast coming, a new episode. But other than that, I don't do anything and if you subscribe, share it with others, especially in a similar situation, uh, then that may help them as well. Take care and all the best.